All right, good morning or good afternoon, everybody. Today is Monday, April 26, 2021. And before we get into covering some of the stuff that we've missed in the past week uh, because of my unfortunate uh, absence, I want to thank everybody for your continued support, um, even when uh, I was I was ill. So I don't know what I ate, not sure what it was, but it definitely wasn't good. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So let's jump right into it. So first off, um, the first thing I want to cover has to do with Nancy Pelosi basically giving a a tribute, if you will, to George Floyd. And in principle, I don't disagree with this whatsoever. I mean, you're just simply, you know, um, remembering someone who passed on. That's very normal, right? It doesn't matter what, what culture, what country, you name it. I'm concerned more with the way in which these politicians are moving further and further away from reality, right? And you might be saying, Dave, this is not newsworthy. Well, when Nancy Pelosi says something like, and I quote, Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for us, And end quote. And then she said a bunch of other ridiculous things. First off, he did not... I know what she's trying to say. I get it, guys. But she... What she's saying, she was reading off of a paper. And who the hell said... He was murdered. He didn't sacrifice his life. And then she said something along the lines of, Oh, you guys, you remember that beautiful moment as he was dying? He called out for his daughter or something like this. It's not a beautiful moment. What are you talking about? You know, and everyone behind Pelosi. Yeah. Oh, that's so terrible. Listen, folks, I'm not trying to disrespect George Floyd. All I'm trying to, I would not disrespect anyone who's passed away and deceased. The point is, is that look at how far away these politicians are from reality compared to people like you and I. It, it's just, it's so, out, they got to come out there with a freaking script. I mean, everyone saw what happened and Pelosi still has to walk out there with a script basically saying, oh, thank you for this. Thank you for sacrifice. There's just so many things wrong with this anyways. The, and, and this is the other thing that bothers me as well, too. I want to mention very quickly. People say, well, for example, you know, Dave, if, if you don't like someone like Pelosi, why don't you just simply, you know, uh, vote someone else in next time around? Yeah, but the next people we vote in end up getting pulled into that that circle of the elites. And they themselves end up uh, being distanced more and more from the people that voted them in. So what's the difference at that point, right? The next thing I want to talk about is um, something that's been covered, I think, on the Daily Beast, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, and the Gray Zone. These are some great, great um, sources. Even uh, Glenn Greenwald, I think, .substack.com. These are journalists who used to work for highly respected outlets in the mainstream world, if you want to call it highly respected, right? New York Times, uh, Politico, you name it. And they're basically disgruntled journalists because of the amount of propaganda that's been going on. They made these people, Glenn Greenwald, Aaron Matei, you name it, right? Matt Taibbi, they're covering something that's happening with regards to the Afghanistan, uh, the soldiers leaving Afghanistan. Are the soldiers leaving Afghanistan? Is Biden pulling them out? Yes. But what the media is not reporting is that, in theory, Biden is not ending the war in Afghanistan. He's simply privatizing it. Because if you look at the records, folks, what you're going to find is that, ironically enough, around the same time Pentag- uh, the military contractors like you know Lockheed Martin and Raytheon threatened to sue the Pentagon because you know the Pentagon was going to uh, pull out all the soldiers, which would mean that the contracts would basically be worthless, right? So in other words, for these military contractors, they're basically saying no war equals no profit we're gonna sue so around the same time this turmoil kind of started to come up all of a sudden very very quietly it disappeared I mean you could still find the stories but it very quietly disappeared and then now all of a sudden every single soldier every single tank every single weapon outpost you name it right that Biden is pulling out on behalf of the US military is now being replaced with military contractors now look 
Here's the thing. In pure theory, if you look at it from a capitalistic perspective in business, Biden could have easily said, look, I'm pulling out. If you guys want to go, then go. But we all know that's not what really happened. He knew he had to take care of the military industrial complex. These war guys, it, the, this is probably the top of the top in terms of who who runs things, at least publicly, right? We'll get more into that later on in the in the main episode. But the point is, is that around the same time this lawsuit was going to start, all of a sudden, it's like, no, 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 we're pulling out the soldiers, but very quietly, we're replacing the soldiers with contractors. So in theory, what's the difference? Now, ultimately, what we have to look at, too, is what is our personal beliefs on foreign policy, right? Should the U.S. be involved? Should the U.S. now stay in Afghanistan? Because if they literally do leave and there's no contractors or governments, uh, sorry, U.S. soldiers there, excuse me, the Taliban will take over and harm the innocent people um, in, in that country. But the other side of it is, you know, listen, it's their country. They should deal with their problems. The U.S. should have never been in there to begin with. So it really comes down to perspective, folks. I'm not trying to uh, push a certain narrative onto anybody. I just want to make it clear to everyone that if you do a little bit dig, a little bit of digging, you're going to find that in theory, Biden's not repla- uh, not really leaving Afghanistan, technically speaking. Now, again, if it's business, right? If the contractors, they're, vol- they're going there voluntarily, I get that. But I mean, ultimately, nothing is going to change, assuming these contractors remain there and new ones end up replacing the U.S. soldiers and everything that the U.S. Uh, uh, Army was doing there, right? The um, the next thing is that uh, Bruce Jenner is running for governor of California. Okay, here I have to cover this kind of stuff because this is the problem that I I think a lot of people have. Donald Trump did a great thing for a lot of people in the sense that he showed that people outside of politics could run. Now the the way in which one views that comes down to literal rhetoric and personal perspective, meaning that. Some people said, hey, they used it as motivation. If Trump can run, then I can run with actual good intention. Other people are using it as a joke. Hey, if he could run, I bet you I could freaking run and, and maybe do a number on, 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 you know, on being governor or senator or congresswoman or congressman, whatever, representative. You see what I'm saying, folks? So it's almost like, has Trump opened up the door in a good way? Yes. But at the same time, the genie's now out of the bottle. And what I mean by that is you now have people like Caitlyn Jenner saying they're going to run. Now, I have nothing against Caitlyn Jenner being, you know, transgender, what have you. What people want to do with their with their lives is their business, as all of you know my perspective. The problem I have here is that Caitlyn Jenner, and it's tough because I don't want to see the West turn into being gov- governed by a bunch of actors who are not, or like, you know, a bunch of celebrities that are not going to change anything. Like, you know, for example, I look at somebody like The Rock. I'm just keeping it real with you guys. He He's always, you know, teasing very lightly running for president, right? Do I do I think somebody like The Rock has it in him to be president? I think honestly, he's got the he's got the work ethic in terms of like keeping a daily routine and regimen. I don't think he could handle the stress and he's admitted to having mental health issues before. Just like for example, I couldn't handle it, you know? And I'm being I'm being real with you guys. I, I probably couldn't handle the mental stress, right? So my point is is that can you do the job? It's all nice to run and look good and everything, but can you do the job? Now, the next thing becomes, well, because they're celebrities, they have a brand name, it's much easier to recognize with them or, or to associate yourself with them. Yes, that could work in your favor. But again, I don't want to see the West turn into a nation or a, a continent of just celebrities running shit. Now, look, if celebrities end up, a lot of celebrities end up getting into politics and they end up changing things for the better, I will be the first one to shut my mouth and admit that I'm wrong. 
but I mean, these celebrities are going to get pulled into that same circle of corruption. I hate to sound like a, a, you know, a conspiracy theorist in the morning episodes, but it's true. Like, you know, the shadow government, the ones that once you get elected, they pull you aside if you've been there long enough, you know, and they say, hey, listen, this is how things work. You're new around here. You know what I mean? So at the end, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. There are politicians that are probably so bad at what they do in terms of, you know, being compared to celebrities. I really do think you throw in an an odd, um, an odd person in there. For example, I don't know enough about this, but I will say someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, the guy technically was an actor, a bodybuilder before that and what have you, right? But he ended up proving that he... I don't, whether or not he did a good job is a different story, but he showed he had the mental capacity, as at least as governor of California, to handle responsibility. You you guys see what I'm saying here? So, anyways, sorry for the rant. I just I gotta I, these things kind of bother me when I see this stuff because now it's opened the door for people like Oprah to want to run and shit like that. So, anyways, the next thing is that uh, the Mars rover apparently made a breathable oxygen on Mars, which is a big thing. But look, this is. To me personally, folks, this is drop feeding 101. This is just an acceleration of that drop feeding, right? So when when I see this stuff, and as many of you, when you see this as well, I mean, interesting how, you know, for years it was like, we can't get to Mars. We can't get to Mars. When you really look at the big picture, not like, oh, well, this wasn't developed or this was, we didn't have the funding. No, no, no. If they really wanted to do it, they could have done it. See how for the last five, 10 years, we got to go to Mars. We got to go to Mars. And it's like, okay, let's go. And then once they get there, it's like, holy shit, we're doing all these things, you know, like all this. So I don't, the, the point I'm trying to make here, sorry if I sounded all over the place, I'm a little rusty today, just getting back into it. But the point I'm trying to make folks is, do you see the rate of acceleration, how quickly it's, it's going first? It was, well, we got to get to Mars. Now they got to Mars and it's like, all these great things are suddenly happening. I mean, it's not like, I mean, I, I know that it was pre-planned, but it's just, to me, I just see drop feeding galore. So anyways, as I'm sure many of you do as well. The next thing is that YouTube is considering removing dislikes. What a joke. What a joke. YouTube is no longer, even the YouTube CEO was caught talking about how on, on tape in a private call, I think it was a Zoom call, bragging about how they censor people. And the reason they bring this up, or the reason they're doing this is because they say, we like to go and focus more on, um, what was the word? authoritative media and sources that was the word authoritative media and sources really you're kidding me right like i I don't don't even get me started folks i mean the amount of bullshit we can call people i'm gonna do a whole live stream on where we're gonna call the media out on a bunch of nonsense about how you know the russia bounty story was bs and all that so they the i think it was one of the executives of youtube had said don't quote me specifically, but something along the lines of it's easy to make content in the basement of your house. It's much harder to fact check it. No, 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 no. I disagree with that fundamentally. And I'll tell you why. First off, this is what why I get pissed. YouTube was built for people like myself and yourself to be able to make a video and reach out to other people in ways that the main that the legacy media could right in the same to give other people a voice. Like I always say, once Google bought YouTube, in my humble opinion, it went down the drain. But anyways, I must say, we, we, we talk about YouTube while complaining while we're on it. But again, it's getting worse and worse. They're censoring people, flagging people, not letting people upload uh, for a week or two weeks, just citing very vague general, you know, a community violation guidelines. Like 
the last time I checked, it was not called corporate tube. It was called YouTube. The whole point of YouTube, like I have to say, folks, the whole point of YouTube is to give regular people a voice. Now, I understand they're saying, you know, we have to battle disinformation. In my humble perspective, that's just a cover. That The whole we have to battle disinformation, that's just a guise. In my humble opinion, that's just a cover to be able to censor people. And it's true. Look at YouTube now when you search up a video. It's becoming more and more corporatized if you, or verified, if you will. They only show you videos on the first two, three pages from legacy media. And of course, YouTube now has their own thing, which is the corporate algorithm, right? Which is why certain channels that the people really don't like still gets a lot of views and, and, and not so much engagement, but views. Because the corporate algorithm, algorithm excuse me, pushes it to the front of the page for everybody, regardless of where you live, right? And, and, th and that's the other thing too. If I wanted to see, if I wanted to watch CNN or MSNBC clips, I would just turn on the freaking cable news. You know, would, I, I want to go on YouTube because I want to see stuff that's not on there. It's the corporations are trying to, you know, they're, they're just trying to corporatize YouTube because they were losing a grip on it. They were losing a grip. And, and again, they used, for example, I have to be careful when I say this, but they, they really propagandized the QAnon movement, I will say, in, in a very negative manner. I'm not saying QAnon is innocent. There's, there's a lot of great things about it. There's a lot, of very th a lot of things I disagree with myself there. But, again, they're doing all this. They're doing their own version of QAnon, folks. That's what I'm seeing. They're literally picking and choosing what you want to see, what you don't want to see. So how is that any different than QAnon? Or b battling misinformation. You see what I'm saying? It, it doesn't... It's just a bunch of nonsense. And now they want to remove dislikes or whatever. Be, uh, it, it's, it's so stupid. So this is the problem. And, and some of you have heard me say this before. This is the problem when YouTube has a monopoly on the market. Because now it was getting too, for the corporations it was and the establishment, it was getting too, quote unquote, out of hand because they didn't have the narrative. They didn't have those echo chambers they could control, right? They have the control of Twitter because they can now just deploy bots the same way they accused Russia of doing it, as I'm going to cover next, deploying bots to support people on their side, except YouTube is different because how are you going to stop people from creating content? That's the whole point. Is YouTube just going to become another version of cable news eventually? This is what frightens me, folks. This is why I, I had to, I started the Patreon earlier than I, I would have liked to, to tell you the truth, because, you know, the goal is to get our own website uh, so we can basically say, screw YouTube. And, and that's it. It's very simple, right? Like many are doing now. They have no choice. They have no choice, right? Uh, the next thing is that, uh, let's see here. Um, okay, hold on, hold on one second. I just want to look this up here because this is very important. Not look it up. Sorry. Um, Okay, Kamala Harris. So basically, it was found that Kamala Harris um, had has still a bunch of supporters on Twitter called K Hives. They're basically bots, and they support her, and they will do anything and everything to support her, and even knock down other Democrats. Some of them are bots. Some of them are real people. Some of them are bot farms. Uh, it's interesting because around the same time this story was uncovered, the Pentagon had moved a bunch of IP addresses, uh, which we'll be covering in the the members episode and the public episode uh, later on because that's very significant to a lot of other things but there's these bots and they're supporting Kamala and nobody's talking about him and I'm trying to be consistent here by the way in the sense that when the bots were supporting Trump it was like oh look at the bots oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's probably a bot right now the 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 problem I have here as well folks is that again 
why isn't the legacy, why isn't the mainstream media, legacy media establishment, whatever you want to call it, why aren't they covering the bots that are supporting Kamala so strongly? And twi and some of these bots as well, too, by the way, are calling for the death of people like Bernie Sanders whenever Bernie sa disagrees with something Kamala does. Now, the odd time Twitter will remove them. But again, there's clearly a biasness towards conservatism and all that, I, I must say. Um, the next thing is that... Uh, let's see here. The Montana governor signed a bill prohibiting a ban on a federal guns ban. Look, I uh, this is one of the beautiful things I must say about the states. If you don't like one state's laws, you can go to another one. I think it's a great thing. Um, do I personally agree with this? Honestly, I'm a I, as you as a lot of you may or may not know. I'm a I'm a strong uh, advocate for the Second Amendment, even though even though I'm Canadian. Um, just because I see what goes on here in Canada that's not reported that could... And listen, there's arguments to be made for both sides. I'm not trying to say that my way is the correct way. I'm just trying to say, just trying to give you my opinion because I know a lot of you like to hear it. And I see what goes on in Canada and I must say the civilians don't have enough power, especially lately with, with certain things that have come out in the news about what's going on in, um, in Canada, like with the police being able to arrest people and what have you. Excuse me. Um... I do believe that people should have, I mean, the most you can technically defend yourself with a weapon in this country in Canada is a, is, is a BB gun. Um, you could own a gun. It has to be locked away. The ammo has to be, uh, no bullets in the magazine. The magazine has to be detached from the gun itself. Uh, the whole thing. So again, I, and there, you know, one or two shootings, and I'm not trying to downplay the shootings, but one or two shootings. And then Trudeau immediately bans gun, uh, puts a federal ban on assault weapons. I mean, it's tough. We It goes back to the gun thing, the gun argument, right? And this is why. This is just my opinion. I'm still a strong advocate of the Second Amendment, but I understand the other side. So, you know, again, going back to this whole thing in Montana, again, if the people want it, the governor signed the bill, simple, it's done. The people b believe in their Second Amendment, that's it. If, if they don't like it, then, I mean, look, I guess move states. I mean, what do you want me to say, right? Uh, the next thing is that India made Twitter remove some tweets that insulted Prime Minister Modi, allegedly. So, okay, apparently what's going on in India is, by the way, notice if you check all the mainstream media websites, you're going to see the same type of narrative. It's India, 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 the last couple days, as well as, uh, what was it, too? It was India, it used to be the border, the border thing was last week. Anyways, you guys see what I'm saying. The media l latches on. To, to you know different events every week or two this time around it's india apparently the covid cases are hitting about 400,000 a day uh, all across the country uh prime minister modi cares but doesn't care you know that kind of thing um there's you know the the farmers petition of 200 million indians i believe petitioning not going to work uh, they're on strike um folks india look i could imagine why it would be hard to manage a country like india simply because of the population all right, first off. Secondly, I don't know how inflated or exaggerated. I have many friends in India that live there, but I don't know how inflated or exaggerated the, the death count is, the death numbers. Um, I have to say that I was told by someone who I, I do trust that in their part of India, people are afraid to leave the house because, you know, allegedly they're dropping like flies. Now, what's interesting is that people notice something, folks. People are afraid to leave the house doesn't necessarily mean that the numbers are correct in, in with regards to what's being reported. Now, I'm not trying to say it's fake because I'm sure there are people there that are dying. But the same way they focused on Brazil a couple months ago about, look, they're running out of places to bury the bodies. They're doing the same thing in India. So, I mean, I can't help but think, folks, when I take a big step back and I look at this, I can't help but think, OK, people are dying. But ultimately, the media doesn't care. So where is the narrative being shifted to next? 
right? Um, you know, if we saw, for example, Charlie Chester, the CNN camera technician, uh, which, by the way, guys, notice how quickly that story went away in the mainstream media. Notice that, right? For maybe 24 hours, then it disappeared. But my point is that Charlie Chester said to his, you know, quote unquote date that he got set up on that the next big thing is going to be climate change. So it'll be interesting to see if this is the case, because, again, the legacy media always focuses their optics and their their, their lens, if you will, their metaphorical lens, uh, all collectively, usually collectively. You might have one or two outlets that stand out, but, you know, they all report the same thing at the same time. And again, it, we've just become so desensitized to it. Right. If anyone's ever read um, Manufacturing Consent by Noam Chomsky, I would say great, great. Uh, it's happening to us right now, essentially. Uh, the next thing is that um, <laughs> the most, uh, well, this is interesting. The most Googled, uh, the most Googled um, sentence or question, if you will, in the last seven days, at least in, in the States, in America, has been, what are symptoms of chlamydia? So apparent, apparently, even in Canada and the West, S STDs are soaring. Ooh, okay, well, I mean, I... The only reason why I could imagine STDs are, are soaring is because of one of two things. First off, people don't want to go to the doctor as much because they don't want to risk getting sick, assuming the virus is legit after they've, you know, had sex with someone that they just met, right? Because they're bored. They, they're tired of having to stay inside and isolated. They probably end up meeting someone on Tinder or, some, or Bumble or something like this. And then they go to their house and then, you know, they have sex. And then you don't know one of them's got an STD. It could be that. It could also be that some people really don't care. They're just randomly having sex with whoever. It could also be... I that you know more intercourse is happening with with your partner assuming you're not getting divorced because again divorce rates are still skyrocketing I don't know why this would be the case I mean there are just random influxes of things in general I know back in like 2011 there was this huge like arthritis epidemic that everyone was claiming they you know people above the age of 50 all of a sudden there was this huge wave of arthritis I don't know if it's true guys I I, I don't know if it's true or not it's interesting to see though the most searched terms in some cases right uh, which is why I brought it up but anyways there's a lot more to cover I have to say but the news has in terms of a lot, if you want to talk about COVID and stuff like that, that's basically, if you look at world news, you look at local news, it's either COVID, uh, gun control, or what's happening in India, basically. So I tried to make this episode a little bit longer to kind of just recap on, you know, me, me being away for five, six days. I appreciate everyone so much for, for being patient and for your support. And we will catch all of you later on today. Cheers.